This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Hover, an excellent and easy-to-use domain name registrar. Visit Hover.com and use the promo code BOOST for 10% off your first purchase, including great new top-level domains like .buzz, .enterprises, and .cruises. <laughs> Hover.com with the promo code BOOST. Are we ready for this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Who played games this week? I guess I played a game. Yay! Yay for Jake! I bet Nick played a game. Yeah, I did. Did you really? <laughs> I played a lot of Wii U stuff, but it's old okay. stuff. Yes! I'm sure we've talked Yay! about it. Best stuff. podcast coming up. Danielle obviously played games. I played a game. Yeah. I played a couple of games. That's weird. Look, oh, cool. we all, Danielle, we're going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played all games. Oh, yeah, you play all those games. What? July 2nd, 2014. This is Idle Thumbs 165. It is, I bet. I'm Chris Reno. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Danielle Riendo. And I'm Nick Brecken. Hey, it's Yay. Nick Brecken. Hi. Hey, Nick. Hey. Hi, Nick. Hey. Not as How are you doing? Good. How are you? I've never been I'm on really a podcast excited. together. Yeah, We've never actually done this. I know. It's super weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I feel good about it, though. Do you? Yeah, I feel really good about okay, it. Okay, I'm glad you feel good about it. I feel good about everything. This is the kind of natural banter that <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to in this episode. Uh, really quickly, I want to mention, because I think some people weren't clear on it from last week, uh, Danielle is now a permanent <clears throat> co-host of Idle Thumbs, so uh, she, along with all the rest of us, is just among the pool of now five people, I guess, that we just... Yeah, six if you count Steve's six yearly count appearance. Steve. No, we don't count Steve. <laughs> we don't have three. <laughs> so uh, there's five fingers, basically. Well, we have five co-hosts God and four microphones. It. Yes. Oh, <laughs> fuck off, Danielle. You have five <laughs> already. <laughs> well, you guys don't have six? Oh, weird. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of us and some microphones, and also a podcast with a million people is a terrible podcast. So. Yeah, so we keep it to four, but... Uh, but yeah, Danielle is so here. So Sean is literally in the other room. I know. Sean had to just sit out because we already had too many people. <laughs> That's pretty good. Usually we're like scrounging for people. This is an unusual week. It's it's pretty great week. Well, thanks <clears> for, <throat> you know, uh, letting me be on your podcast and yeah, uh, being totally. a thumb. I'm super excited. Yeah. So. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Sure. It's good to have you. Cool. Who played those games? Uh, I played some games. I played like a minute of one game, and then I played a lot of another game. What the minute was Teleglitch? <laughs> yeah, I played Teleglitch for like twenty minutes, and oh, nice. I don't know enough about it yet 
to want to talk about it, but I want to play more of Teleglitch. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Has anyone else here actually played any of that game? Okay. Only what I did at your house, which yeah. is also like 20 minutes. I don't know if it's worth even trying to talk about the beginnings of it or not. I don't know. I mean, it's it, it reminds me actually a lot of um, uh, Nuclear Throne, which okay. I have mm-hmm. played a bunch of, in that it's a top-down, I guess, permadeath kind of... Style of game that's popular popular now. Yeah, it's, you know, it's you kind of, of dual explore sticky. Explore a 2D world, yeah, while like you move and shoot move around. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can play it either with move around with Waz to name with the mouse or use dual stick on a controller, you know, in the obvious way. Um, and when you die, you're dead forever. And you collect weapons and things and shoot people and do stuff. Uh, it's cool. I mean, like, I... That's the most facile explanation of this game it's ever. It's a video obviously. game where you move and shoot and collect things. <laughs> you shoot, you get stuff, you shoot them. Like, you shoot them. This feels like such a genre now because there's Binding of Isaac is like this and Nuclear Throne. And it's like a bunch of – a lot of games I feel like are of this ilk now, this particular style. Um, so I feel like I should be able to just say that in a few words and be like, oh, it's a game of this genre that's now clearly a genre. Yep. Um, I mean that goes back to like Robotron, I guess, that, that genre. But – they're more like a, it's like a Rogotron. Oh my uh. god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I wanted to play this game because the aesthetics of it are, are interesting. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. has a sort of sci-fi, really crunchy pixel art look, <clears throat> but then it's shot from a top-down camera, and all of the like all of the walls just basically shoot up in infinity towards the camera with really extreme perspective. So as you walk around, it feels like mm-hmm. huge pillars are shifting out of the way and stuff. But whatever, right. I. I can't actually assess anything about this game other than it's promising, but it's a year old and other people have played yeah, it, whatever, sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I played a couple hours of at this point was Shovel Knight, which I have been liking the most um, of of all games. Yeah? It's your favorite <laughs> no, game? No, it's not my favorite game. I it's don't know anything about Shovel Knight. What is Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight, it's, um, it's a Kickstarter game. I think that's... It, Sorry, I'm only saying that because I I found out that I owned Shovel Knight because I apparently backed it. Uh, <laughs> it was one of the Kickstarter games from. Oh, for probably there's so many ways. It was a while ago. At this point, yeah. we live yeah. in an era where there are. If you play video games, there are so many different ways you can accidentally find out or remember that you own a game <laughs> that you yeah. you have you never have played or knew that you bought, but you like got it at a bundle or a Steam sale happened and you went into a fugue state or. Uh, you backed something on Kickstarter three years ago, uh, and you just now noticed that there's a humble yeah, key. There needs somewhere. to be like a, a uh, like a you don't know Jack esque presentation <laughs> that can hook into the humble API, the Steam API, and Kickstarter, and then it just goes. But <clears throat> did do you which of these games do you own? You like, oh, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's actually, you friend. own the other six on this screen. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I've bought FTL like. Three or four right. times now yeah, by yeah. accident. I keep forgetting I have it. Yeah. Anyway, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Um, it's a game that is hard to describe in a way that makes it sound appealing to at least, I suspect, a good subset of this room. Because Shovel Knight is a deliberate like NES-style pixel retro-y side-scrolling uh, action, action platformer throwback game. Uh but <laughs> in the vein of like ghouls and ghosts or it's, ghosts and it's, goblins it's or whatever. kind of like what is the difference between those i don't know super one ghouls came and ghosts, first. Ghouls, ghouls okay. and ghosts like one was on the thing, right? super nes and one was an arcade oh. game i actually ghouls and ghosts oh. and ghosts yeah. and goblins yes it's uh ghouls it's, ghosts and goblins it's closer to like uh <laughs> enterprises 
if you sort of had a weird mush between Zelda 2, like the platforming stuff in Zelda 2 and Mega Man, uh, which I guess kind of also yields you basically DuckTales. It's kind of, it's kind it's of, sweet. I was going to say DuckTales is the closest. Oh man. Nice. Oh, <clears throat> did I know? Was I right about it? No, I don't know. I mean, I just think oh. that's amazing that that's what Jake was trying to yeah. end it up at and it's, you were going to call it. It's, yeah. It's not actually like DuckTales. It is closer to, to like, do you really think this looks more like an NES game than a Super NES game? I think that the actual art style of the game looks more like an NES game, like the high contrast. Like Super Nintendo games, their art was it all more, very more than sixteen colors. Though. It does, yeah. it does. But like the way that the characters are animated and the way that the like the parallaxing works and stuff, it looks very much like a Nintendo that could do a few more colors. Whereas with the Super Nintendo, everyone because they could do whatever it is sixteen colors per sprite or something, everyone got into having everything be really smoothly gradiated and stuff. Like, mm. like you didn't have to do like the color cycling to fade in and out and. Uh, that kind of thing, and Shovel Knight is all about that, about, like, the scrolls are all, like, when something scrolls on screen, it's very deliberate and then stops, whereas in the Super Nintendo, right. there was like a lot more easing, and, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Shovel Knight is very much, like, it's of that Capcom style that was, I think, required by the hardware, where you, when you move vertically, it has to actually just scroll to an entirely new screen, but it also kind of plays a little bit fast and loose with that, but, anyway, I, Someone on Twitter described this as all of the best things about old video games and none of the worst things, and that is an in- incredibly like slightly too high of praise for this right, game, yeah, maybe. But like, yeah. but it <clears throat> it's it's also not entirely wrong in how it feels. I mean, it feels like it has the challenge of an old Capcom game, but it also has the awareness that human beings are playing it of modern games, and like it. It, it's also a game that just takes so many different things from all of those games and combines them together in a way that feels really nice. Like it's you play as Shovel Knight, which is a knight with a shovel. Um, yeah. So your your initial move set <laughs> is you can swing a shovel, which kills enemies or knocks them over, and you can dig piles of dirt to get gold. Uh, and you can also <laughs> dig through certain pieces of the level. Other than that, you can jump. But like, um, oh man, hold on, sorry. Apparently, the game does hold to the original NES color palette. It does, like, the best job of anyone of doing that. Also, they might just... I know that they said uh, with the music, like, they the music is made in the style of an NES to the point that I think they used, like, Famicom Tracker mm, uh, yeah. stuff to author it. But they then said they're not going to drop extra audio channels out when sound effects right. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suspect maybe they're using the NES color palettes, but they're using more palettes on screen than you're allowed right. to use yeah, or something I, like I, that. I but um, Also, apparently... The sh- bouncing shovel move is an homage to the pogo stick in DuckTales. Oh, yeah. So. Did they say that? Because I read an interview with them where the interviewer said it's DuckTales, and they said, no, it is actually Link's downward thrust from Zelda oh, 2. Oh, Because oh, yeah. that's, like, that's the iconic move of Zelda 2, is yes. you have a sword that you oh, can man. swing forward, yeah. or you can jump up in the air and then, played Zelda and then too, so, thrust the sword yeah. downwards, which gives him a little bit of a hop off the enemy. Mm-hmm. And like those two moves are totally like the, the, like, the foundation of your moveset. Um, but then, and then it has a, t- it has the town like Zelda two that has the weird people, like the horse head guy walking around that you can talk to. Um, and, uh, but it has an overworld map that is very much like Mario three, where there's different, uh, you know, just sort of gridded out places you can go. But then there's not a ton of worlds. There's just each world, each sort of place you can go is effectively a Mega Man boss tile where it's like, this is where the spectral guy is. And then you play through his really tough sort of like haunted, level and then fight him at the end and because of that a couple different things happen you don't get his weapon but like uh man i i'm trying to explain what it is about this game that that 
is good, but uh, besides just it has a bunch of things in it, and it's tough. Like I mean, the, the, yeah, the the checkpoint system is one example. I was going to ask you about that actually. So, um, the game has like inside of a level, there's checkpoints that when you walk past them, there's just like a little floating orb, and when you touch it, you know, fire comes out of it, and then when you die, you'll respawn there. But if you're feeling very confident, you can just beat the shit out of the checkpoint. It the glass breaks open and you get a bunch of gold and gems out of it instead, which raises, which gives you more money. So you can there, hmm. you can basically play the game as a no <clears throat> checkpoint game by way of just destroying all of those, and you get rewarded for it yeah, by having more like money to lot. buy more stuff from That's the really various cool. shopkeepers. Um, similarly to that, when you die, um, like us, like it's like a, a quarter or some some percentage of your money leaves you and is just floating in uh in like <clears throat> sacks of money with wings that are kind of hovering around where you died. So if you make it back there and collect them, you get your money back. But if you die again, those bags of money are erased and the place like if you die earlier, like you know, for instance mm-hmm. if you're playing a pretty high risk game and you kill a bunch of spawns and you can't even make it back to where you made it before, every death basically that you don't uh succeed past your previous death, you lose money. So like it doesn't have like permadeath stuff. It doesn't have any of that stuff, but they kind of it's it's in there in a way that fits really organically with everything else that's going on. And sort of I found that most of the things in the game are thought out to that degree. It's really nice. Yeah, I agree. It's a really thoughtfully designed game. The the thing you said about the um all the best things about all games and none of the worst things is obviously like overstating things a lot, but it, there is a general thoughtfulness about it that feels like it was made by people who really thoroughly understand that type, that genre of game and is just very careful yeah, about it feels like what they included. The value of each component inside of these games is measured yeah. not only because it was good in some original game and that, but also how it works as a whole and within, within each of those exactly, components. Yeah what inside of those was the point of mm-hmm. them being there. And that's all that's yeah. in this game. But then there are still 30 of those different components. So this game is really robust. It's just mm-hmm. all very, totally. yeah, it's very like, like this measured. Isn't, this isn't a genre that I have any particular nostalgia for or that I grew up playing or that I'm like really into or anything, but I really liked what I played of this game be simply because it feels so well crafted. It's just a real, it just feels even the stuff about, um, I, I mean, I, I think this game probably does stretch the kind of NES color palette a bit. And obviously it stretches what the hardware could do theoretically with audio, but in general, it feels like they picked constraints that allowed them to uh, like work in a very deliberate way. Um, And so like the way the game is expressive is all the more effective because you kind of, the limitations are sort of the sort of voluntary limitations come through, you know, like as you play it, you can tell they're holding themselves to some kind of rigorous standard. Even if it's an arbitrary one, you can feel that that's the case. And so the little things they do to make things more expressive and clever um, are all the more effective, you know, much more effective than they would be if they were using there's a lot of ways that they they could have done something, but they said, no, we can't do that. We have to therefore make this choice. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently this was, this game was directed by a former member of way forward. Do you guys know that team? Oh Mm. yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they made the main thing that I played. I know they've made a million games. The main thing I played from them was Contra four, 
Um, then they have those games, the Shantae games that I know are kind of cult favorites. And the Mighty and Switch Force games, which are really good, actually. Those. Yeah, they're they're quite good. Um, they're platformers that are very clever. The the 3DS one is sort of, uh, you know, you're, you're switching elements of the level. It's a platformer mm-hmm. and you're switching things from, you know, foreground to background and back again. You have to be quick. You kind of have to, like... Manipulate um, the scenery and everything. It's it's super clever and, yeah. and really well done. So cool. yeah. So that that's the company that has always stri- and they do a lot of licensed games for sort of platform like stuff that needs a platformer where they plug in the license and then they kind of do a better job with it than probably you just would ordinarily get done with for that, that kind of project. Um, but they they've always struck me as a studio that really cares about kind of pixel per- you know pixel perfect. 2d games basically um and so it makes sense that someone from that studio would make a game like this um the other thing i was going to say is playing this game makes me really okay maybe the thing i'm about to describe actually already exists and if so someone please write to questions at (laughs) alpums.net and tell me or send me a tweet or whatever um but what i want is for someone to make a game a 2d game like like this or possibly a top-down game but i feel like it would work better with a side-scrolling game that is basically what Dark Souls or Demon Souls is. Hmm. Because this game yeah. feels like it dips its toe into that a bit with like the death mechanic. And then I remember early on I was fighting an enemy where they have a shield that they can align at any of 90 degree angles. So it can be fully blocking in front of them or fully above them or fully. Yeah, they're sort the of just direction. generic knight characters. That yeah, are sort of and like then a spear high level generic enemies. Up. Yeah, so you yeah. want to like bounce off their top to force them to put their shield up. Then as soon as you land, you strike forward because they're no longer because now they're exposed in front because their shields up. Things like that made me think, oh man, like the the level of rigor that this game exhibits just in its it's not a it, by no means like an unforgiving or or extremely difficult game, but it feels like such a rigorously designed game that I'm like, man, someone who made a game like this could totally make a game where they just go all in. And that's make like, that's like Dark Souls equivalent. Capcom NES it's, Dark Souls, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that, that sounds like great. Be so yeah. cool. Um, Shovel Knight Two. Uh, Shovel harder. I would. I would. <laughs> I would play that. Um, have, have any of you played a thousand and one spikes? I, you know, I played a bit of it during the IGF, and it didn't grab me. Yeah. But I know a lot of people really respect it. So, do you have a? Do you have a? I'm actually just curious if that would scratch some of that itch as mm. well, because I know it's an extremely difficult, rigorously designed 2D yeah. platformer, but it's not, you know, it's not the same. There's no emphasis on combat or anything. It's, it's much more yeah. you know, classic, you know? To, yeah. A thousand one spikes struck me as kind of just like Mega Man style of difficulty where it's just like really hard platforming, sure. which I've never really been into. I know some people are really into it and that's totally fine. Yeah. I couldn't really get into it personally. Um, cause it's just, it's somehow a thousand and one spice somehow felt to me just like a little too, um, remember when games were hard cause they were just impossible <laughs> it's like that. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's like an interesting way for a game sure. to be hard, at least not for me. Yeah. And I know some people are just masters at that stuff. So for them, it's like that level of challenge is great because they're, because my baseline would be just baby for them. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. Uh, so I, baby, baby platformer. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. I, I would like to read something persuasive about 1001 spikes. That would make me want to like really give it another try in earnest. Um, but my, my impression after playing a bit um, of the IGF build was like, okay, I totally see what they're going for. It's not really for me. 
also, you know, your Spelunky affliction, you know, kind of made me think of that too. Oh but, yeah, totally. But, but Spelunky's totally you know, different because Spelunky's yeah. not like borderline it. impossible. It's more <laughs> just like the craziest situations can can happen here and you're reacting to them constantly. Like yeah. Spelunky's so dynamic. Whereas that older style of really unforgiving platformer <clears throat> kind of feels to me like the opposite of dynamic. Sure. You know, yeah. it's like my theory that Spelunky in many ways spoils people is, was born out by playing <laughs> Shovel Knight, though. Oh, yeah. Because the fact, oh. that, the fact that all world events and all enemies react to each other in Spelunky colors my expectations uh. of any game like this. Where, like, mm. there's, like, you're in a castle in Shovel Knight and there's, uh, like, cauldrons of lava that dump at regular intervals. But enemies can just walk through them. But sometimes some enemies explode in a way that makes mm. other enemies die. And I'm like, no, make it yeah. <laughs> all of it or make none it all of it. Work. Like, I just, yeah, yeah I, that's a bummer. I, I mean, I, I have no idea if, if that was a consideration that those guys undertook or, or at all or not. But like, I ex after playing some Spelunky, but then watching a shitload of Spelunky, when I see a 2D platformer that has kind of various enemies crawling around all over each other at different speeds and stuff, like, you know, just a, the classic menagerie of 2D platforming guys, yeah. I expect them to do things yeah, to totally. each other, Yeah, and then when I don't see it, like, it actually impacts my ability to pre-plan, where I'm like, okay, so that's gonna kill that, <laughs> it didn't kill that guy, okay, fuck, he just, I guess, <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's a, yeah, that's a really... That's a really interesting observation, and I wonder – I think we've talked about it before. At least you and I have. I can't remember if, if on the podcast or not, maybe. But talked about the – like a kid growing up now who plays Spelunky oh, I think before we did they talk play yeah. Mario. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was there game. for that. Yeah. 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 Where yeah. the kid's like, yeah. what the guy? Someone just makes these levels. It's like a baby's game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was – that was all, that's like yeah. my mental picture of this where he sees that someone has like planned it out in advance. Right. Like, what? You just know what it is? <laughs> You just get to well, every time you play you it again, it's the through same it. thing. Like, what? You just do it again. <laughs> it's boring. I'm bored. I already know where the guys are going to be. Yeah, exactly. It's like that guy's just going to walk through that. I'm just <laughs> okay. spoiled. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fine. But yeah, it, it's yeah. Playing, I, yeah. playing Spelunky now just totally colors that stuff. But more so when it's a, a post Spelunky game that is e existing in right. kind of some of the same mm -hmm. genre and historical trappings of Spelunky. You're just like. Yeah. Why is that beetle walking through that other beetle? Come on! Or like, yeah. You know. Well, so so shovel so shovel knight takes a, obviously shovel knight and and Splunky are inspired by different games, but they're definitely inspired by the same era of games and also the same like the word ducktails shows up in both of the tag. Yeah, clouds. exactly. Right. They both sh they definitely <laughs> they both have tag share clouds. By the way, some, I'm sorry. They have tag clouds. They have tag clouds. <laughs> what? You don't, come on, tag clouds. <laughs> Like What's happening right now? Tag of your clouds together. Tag oh, the sidebar clouds. of my blog? Yeah, that shows all the um, popular tags. In yeah. both of these, DuckTales appears oh, in that okay. tag club. In that 2003 in like blog sidebar feature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be small, but it's in both. Okay, fair enough. Um, 16 point. Um, I'm, I'm, what was I going to say? Oh, right. 16 so, point for Dana. Um, DuckTales. <laughs> like, Shovel Knight kind of takes that era of side-scrolling platformer and says, okay, this is a great formula. How can we, like, refine this formula and make it something, like, really condensed and smart and lean and, like, beautiful and expressive? And then Spelunky takes that era of games and says, like, this is a really cool baseline. How can we express a completely different, like, 
universe of game design using these building blocks. Like they take the same source material and just go in totally completely different directions with it. And you if you play them both the same way, like you move a little person the operations left are the and same, right yeah. and jump and stuff and uh left and right and jump and stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> my new blog. <laughs> oh, my tag cloud. Tag yeah. There's a lot of things duck in there. Tails. Left, right, <laughs> mostly DuckTales, Mega Man. Yeah. Way forward. Mario, Super Mario. <laughs> Mario and Super Mario. We got both. Yeah, they're both in there. I don't think I've ever actually played a way forward game, but I've always liked that they exist because the name of their company is the name of the fictional software company from Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Oh, that's I recently right. noticed wow. that because yeah. I read that book like three weeks ago. And I was surprised. <laughs> oh, you like those quantum mechanics? good yeah i was well we don't have to talk about third yeah. I, <laughs> I was gonna start actually like <laughs> issuing an opinion of that novel but i don't need to do that right now um anyway shovel knight is cool oh the other thing i was gonna say about what you said about informing your opinion of spelunky <laughs> is that uh or i'm sorry it's Spelunky informing your opinion of other games um i remember when halo came out i wish i could remember who said this but i can't um before I remember before Halo came out, there was um, every time there was a first person shooter on consoles, it felt like people were just reinventing the control, the, like sort of just control method. Oh, and it yeah. was just, you know, it was like sometimes it's tank controls. Sometimes it's like I don't even remember what they all were, but like they were bad mostly. Um, and then Halo came out and I don't know if Halo was the first game to have dual stick controls or not. Probably not. But Halo, I think I feel like was the one that really just put the nail in the coffin of every single console first person shooter control that wasn't that. And I remember someone reading, I remember reading something someone wrote about that, about the difference between like a design innovation or like a design choice and a design watershed. And it's like one of them Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, you make a choice about like, uh, for example, halo, um, two guns, uh, like limiting it to two guns, right? Like that's a design choice, like plenty of games after that, like can ignore that or learn from that or not, whatever. But Halo really refining dual stick input for first person shooter movement and aiming, that's like a design watershed. And so you can't ever make a console first person shooter again without that informing your decision about what you're gonna do. It doesn't mean you have to use that control method, but like that is now like looms over all yeah. other games to be released. And I feel like Spelunky is kind of feels like that in what you're describing, Jake. Not in the sense that obviously it's going to... I mean, plenty of games are going to come out that are still completely level-based, you know, level-designed in advance, and that will be the case forever. But, like, it does feel like Spelunky and games like it, not just Spelunky, but that kind of game has... And I don't even include Minecraft in that, because those are both games that a lot of young people have played. Like, I feel like the existence and enormous popularity of those games, those games have both sold, like... I mean, Minecraft certainly tens of millions of units, right? And then Splunky also millions of units, as far as I'm aware. Um, that feels like it will actually re- have reverberations for like decades of game design to me. Um, that might, I don't know, maybe that's like overly grandiose, but it really feels to me like that's already happening. Oh, yeah, there's got to be a ton of current game designers, but also, like you said, kids who are just like, oh, this is what a video game is. Yeah. This is how this works. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And what will come out of their brains in the future? That's pretty like pretty cool to think about. It'll just be Mario. DuckTales, mainly. Yeah. DuckTales will come out. DuckTales 12. 
I don't think great. I ever actually played the DuckTales game that all you people know. It's quite good. Yeah. They actually, WayForward remade it. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah, a platformer. Oh, yeah, that's right. WayForward actually did remake it. That? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, it was not quite as good HD as the original. Because someone did remake of it. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah it was yes. WayForward. The thing that I didn't right. like about it is I didn't think the art was very good. Yeah, it was very um, crisp. It looked a lot like the cartoon, if you ever watched that. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, I, I prefer the original pixel art. As an old fart, you know, I prefer sure. that. But yeah, was it otherwise identical, or was it just a new game that was like there that were? Place? It was expanded. The levels were a lot larger. There was kind of a lot more oh. to do in them. So um, they just made a new game, basically. Basically, I mean, and it hmm. had a lot of cutscenes, which were kind of unnecessary. But they sort mm-hmm. of, I mean, mm-hmm. the reason why they did that was they actually got the cast, the original cartoon cast, together, <laughs> and it was like the old man who plays Scrooge McDuck was like that's ninety-seven, like... and they got him in the recording. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right. I don't know if that's like a good reason to expand the like <laughs> the lore of the DuckTales game. Your DuckTales yeah, video game. Bonus Duck lore. They were all skippable. Like Wait, it, it wasn't were they a, you know. animated. Like, did they, like yeah, they have, were. They were animated. What, but like, like cell animated or like brought looked, over like a factory in Korea animated a new Ducktales cartoon. No, it was an engine, definitely. Like, oh, all, okay, uh, you know. Pixel, oh, oh, pixel, oh, oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. Was it a VHS of old Ducktales cartoons that With they the little, re-edited together? The tape you could tell had been watched a hundred times yeah. by the child who, in question. Yeah, no, I mean it. It wasn't a it wasn't a bad game by any means, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't think it held up as well as the original. Mm. The original still holds up pretty well. I it's, played it somewhat recently. It's, and, it's uh, definitely yeah. tough to compete with original Ducktales, especially if you are now just a new Ducktales. I mean, that happens <laughs> yeah, all, with for sure. all of those though. Where like the when they did like what was Sonic the Hedgehog Noon oh, Four? They did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mega Man Eight. Actually, did you say like... Sonic the Hedgehog nude four? <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> I, heard I, new, I did hear that. Yes. Nude fan nude fiction. <laughs> nude Sonic the Hedgehog four. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I, check out the latest production. entry in my fanfic series. Exactly. <laughs> I wrote it on my live journal. It's about Sonic, and no, there really was a Sonic game where he he makes love to a human woman. I'm I'm positive about this. Mm. He definitely kisses a human woman. I've okay. seen that cutscene. Maybe maybe it's just implied. I don't that think there's, that there's yeah. I don't think that it making. goes like where you get the like the sort of like <laughs> Bioware <laughs> out of focus or yeah or, right yeah. <laughs> or, worse, or worse or worse the God of War like right. mostly still in focus yeah oh, yeah uh, and you just hear that spinning sound effect. <laughs> The charge up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, everyone. That's no. No one cares. <clears throat> I mean, the, I don't even. Hopefully, that game has your name, the Hedgehog customization. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's ridiculous that we're making a that we're making a joke about this as if as though it's something outrageous because. Everything we just described is Wait, surely like. It's outrageous it's that a there's thing. a Sonic the Hedgehog on well, human sex scene that's explicit. That's outrageous is. to me. You know, what I just remember they're they're making a movie out of Sonic, right? This is a thing. What? Yeah, a lot of people I, on the internet are going to be very disappointed. Oh no! <laughs> oh, what? Why? Because by, any... the, by the rating of this film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, it's true. There's like an entire right? subculture of Sonic erotic fan fiction fans yeah i guess i still feel like oh, yeah sony yeah, yeah, yeah i feel like sonic the hedgehog is kind of like they okay. might be giants in that they continue to exist uh as a fixed point on but then their fans are the same age forever mm-hmm. and i feel like the sonic the hedgehog base like the people who aren't still hanging on 
are probably people who only kind of know what sex is and think that they do. So I don't know how. Yeah, but that point. group of people hanging on is a lot bigger than it. That's it's right. a lot bigger <laughs> in a weird way than it is for like Mario. People who still like Mario and are thirty five. Very, very few of them. I still like Mario, writing... and I'm 33. I know and this. You don't know what's in my Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, you're right though, because the only time I could ever imagine something weird like that involving Mario by an adult person who likes that is because it would be crossed with Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good point. That's because Sonic's edgy. <laughs> yeah, and like. I'm they sure go to the there's... Olympics together. Clearly, what happens at the Olympics, we all yeah, know. Yeah, the Olympic Village. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, the yeah, they go to that village. village Sonic and, and Mario at the Olympic the... Village. <laughs> <laughs> they can never have enough condoms. No matter what they do, it's never enough. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, Why are you're, you you're, you're writing this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're just re- re- whatever. Retro sequels that are not necessarily good. <laughs> I thought Mega Man 8 was actually really good. I talked about that. They got a really early idle thumbs, I think. Oh, you did, yeah. yeah. Or 9, whatever it was. Yeah. Mega 9, Man, I, I think. I think 9, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no. It, was like, is it, it might have been like 7, whatever no, it was. I think 7 was an actual earlier. Well, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, 8 was on the original PlayStation, so 7 must have been an earlier, okay, like a mid-90s, perhaps. But yeah, 9 was the, the remake that was on like the Wii. It was the, the new game Xbox. that was on the Wii. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That was one more thing to say about Shovel Knight that I thought was cool. Yes, it was. That game came out... Like two uh, two weeks before the first episode of Idle Thumbs. Yeah, oh. the thing that I think is cool about nice. Shovel Knight, sorry, is that it is um you can play it on the 3DS and on the Wii U, which is totally surprising to me because it's available as a game on like Steam and direct sale on PC. But then the other notable platform for it seems to be the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS, mm-hmm. which is totally fitting for that game. I mean, maybe That's it's also... Interesting that they... Maybe it's coming to Xbox One and PS4 as well, but, like, it's... It feels very much like the game that they made, they wanted to put it there, so they did. Do know. you know anything about the studio? Or... I don't. It's interesting that it's a Kickstarter game, and it came out on Nintendo platform. Nintendo always seems like the hardest one to... Probably less... I'm sure much less so now than it used to be. Yeah. But Nintendo always seems like the most baroque platform in t- or platform holder yeah. in terms of like getting approved as a developer and getting development kits and getting any kind of control over your game on their store. I almost imagine because WayForward has always had a good relationship with well, Nintendo. This isn't, I wonder this isn't if that WayForward, but no, I know, but I wonder if maybe that oh, person sure. had those uh-huh. connections yeah, or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could totally imagine that. Other video games, other things, life. Nick, what have you been playing? Yeah, Nick claims to have played a video game. I was I was fooled by Nintendo again. Oh, what does that no. mean? Oh, you're going to talk about how oh, you got shit. a Wii U and well, how you, you love all, it. You were all excited oh, about the Wii U. Oh my god! I was fooled. <laughs> Wait, you don't like it already? It, you've already bur- you've already crossed. It this was that burned? it was that Luigi GIF. And oh, just oh, imagine, like, over? imagine that Nintendo is Luigi. It was like the week and, of Luigi Madness. And his green shell is a Wii U, and then I'm the guy that gets hit and flips and hates everything that I've now you were done. So, you were so Here's the thing. It. You're Here's a week thing. of bliss. I'm still, I'm still within that. Uh, you're still in your honeymoon. I saw that gif. Wait, hold on. Is this a situation where you're enjoying that? yourself, but you feel like you shouldn't be, so you're going to beat yourself up over it? I know. I know that I, I soon. I, I know that I soon won't. Is what I, I know. You are the most much fa- like I knew Belgium most, would win today. Yes, I was going to say you are <laughs> much the most like, much like I know. 
Because yes, Belgium. Here's the this thing. good thing can't last. They won't. The, nothing the, good ever lasts. You were the only person here's in the, the bar yelling about how they were going to win ahead of time. They were. They did. I was right. <laughs> that was like a, a, a barely situation. The, uh, so I I knew I knew that I shouldn't do it. Like I knew one that if I bought a Wii U, I would play it and enjoy it. And <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I couldn't. I knew that if I spent a couple hundred dollars, I, I would like it a I lot and get a lot of happen. use out of it. <laughs> well, here's what happened. So I went to. I had the I had the crazed moment of oh I'm gonna buy a new console so I I went on like every possible website for a brick and mortar because I couldn't possibly wait to have it shipped right so I did the target like which target local store stock? yeah where, where's the stock and it was just like <laughs> there was one left on Geary and like oh, you were getting in your car or ordering it from your phone yeah oh no I was over. yeah I was like get in the car we're going and like we went there for no I was like I made up some other reason to go there I was like we need we need like paper towels and then we went <laughs> The number, of times, the number of times you've talked uh, on this public <laughs> podcast about deceiving your girlfriend is she more, is every time you're more on the podcast. than zero. The thing is, she knows it's fine. I'm the only one who doesn't think that anybody doesn't know anything. It's fine. I, so I go, we go, and she's getting stuff that's useful, and then I'm standing in front of... Uh, the gaming section. You were and also just, like four feet tall suddenly at that point. Just <laughs> yeah, basically. Up at the HD display. Oh, yeah. Well, no, there wasn't an HD display. I got really nervous. I was like, oh my God. Oh, no. They're not there's here. No kiosk. There's, there's no kiosk. There was no second, kiosk. I was like, for a second, sorry. I, obviously, I know what the Wii U is, so this is not real. But when you said there was no HD display, I had a brief moment of being like, oh, man, did Nintendo not ship an HD console? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, they did. Right. Uh, no, but I got very nervous because I couldn't, I couldn't see anything. From the outset, and I started racing through the aisles looking looking for the Wii U, and I I finally like just gave up. I was like, "What?" Well, <laughs> Chris just got a thing dropped on his head. <laughs> Good classic sound foam on the face. Your uh, foam. <laughs> but uh, please continue. No, I couldn't. I couldn't find it at first, and I, I, I rounded a corner, and uh, and finally in in the case. <laughs> <laughs> below, below <laughs> this, this poem is just destroying everything. All right, we're in control. Please continue. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I found one Wii U with the Mario Kart bundle, and it was behind the glass. That one has a download code, and it's get other games, by the way. I know. Okay. <gasps> we're getting there. So I just, I looked at it through the glass, and <laughs> Janelle, my girlfriend, came up next to me, and she was like, you know... You shouldn't buy this. <laughs> and I was like, She's wrong. what are you doing? She's like, wrong. What? Why? And, and and she was like, well, you know, we should get it later, like, because we were moving. And she's like, get it, like, as a moving thing, or, like, you know, just hold off. You know? And I was like, what are you, ugh. This is, like, what a mom does. I felt like I was eight again, <laughs> where she's like, you know, you, you should really Nintendo wait until after, you, you should really wait until summer. You have you know, Nintendo like, experience circa 1988. Oh, yeah. I was staring through the glass, and I was sh guilted and shamed into walking away, and it was the saddest moment. Like, I went down the escalator, and I was just, my shoulders were actually slumped. Like, I wasn't exaggerating. Like, I was really depressed that I didn't buy it. I really wanted to play Mario Kart. And then I made another excuse to go to Starbucks next door to the Target so that I could consider running back to get the Wii U while I was <laughs> drinking the coffee. 
And I finally walked out of there. And uh, and then, of course, of course, I go home and immediately re- the whole car ride home, I'm like, I should have bought it. I should have done it. Why did I not do that? I'm an idiot. And I got home and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go right back there. And I, I, should, I checked the stock and someone had bought it in the time that it took me to go oh, home. No. So that was painful. And then I just bought one uh, like days later. And uh, it's really fun. It's really good. What have you been playing? I've been on playing it? Nintendo again. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, that moment. I, yeah, Jake knows what I'm talking about. Like, they're I've like, been talking you, about it for like the last six months on this podcast. Yeah. Ever since Doug gave me his old 3DS that he didn't want anymore. And I was right. like, oh, Super Mario 3D Land. This yeah. is good. Yeah. Oh, is that uh, oh like between yeah. worlds. This is good. Yeah. yeah. Mario 3D World's good. Yeah. Mario Kart's good. I went to your Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being over at your house on Sunday and playing four player same screen Mario Kart was definitely that's definitely an experience I haven't had in years. Yeah. Like that not Mario Kart specifically, but like just like shared split screen console. Hey, like goofy fun game, split screen console, four people. <clears throat> yep. Like I just don't do that ever anymore. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I also don't sit down and play through a, like a game like a Zelda game anymore. Like I just don't do that. And I got the Wind Waker bundle and just started playing Wind Waker again. And I was like, oh, this game is just really gorgeous. And oh, yeah. it, it looks like it was released yesterday. And it, and it holds up. But you're still just sliding through it. Getting yeah. More and more dungeons. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, you know, another surprising mechanic here and just like a really nice music moment there. And I'm just like, oh, my God, Nintendo, Nintendo. Nintendo, <laughs> it's just. But here's the thing: if you hang and, on, oh. if you hang on for a little bit, that new Yoshi game looks really sick. I know, but in the Kirby game, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before but, you, before you, but, give him okay, the we gotta wait until we got I want to go the. I'm the trying. Okay, well, I'm so, trying to just I mean, bridge Nick over this moment before uh, he gets to it. I know, but I want to. You know that you want to. You want to. You want to hear the depression, and then you can try to pull him out of the hole if you want. But he's already in the hole, so. Let him be in his hole. The baby goes in his Look, crib. We can, throw just, rope, <laughs> we can throw a rope down after he's finished his plane of whale. But if I you want try to throw the... Nick a rope, he will just pull it down and then get mad at you. <laughs> so Nick, please continue. I would like to hear your tale. <laughs> please continue. It's just... Go on. <laughs> so, yeah, all the games are good. I was really enjoying it. The thing that... <laughs> it's hard to... It's like I'm not even in the room. It's fine. The, the the thing that I really like about it is that it finally feels like a Nintendo console that is well designed as a console. Like the the actual gamepad, which I thought, you know, being a really just having a, like a ugh, like I have paid zero attention. It makes to the Wii sense U. once you're using it. <clears throat> I the the cursory glance of the Wii U for me was a year ago looking at that and saying, ugh, what, what? a mistake, yeah. what a mistake, yeah. what a tragic error this is. When every American has an iPad or some kind of large screen device, and now we are just going to have these on our coffee tables, what a disaster! <laughs> it's really nice. It works really well. You have your little dock. I put my dock on my end table next to my couch. I go home. I pick up the Wii U. The Wii U acts as a TV remote, and then also it has Netflix and everything else I use. So basically, the Wii U now is just like my mega thing that I just use for all entertainment on my. I forgot thing. the Wii U can turn on the TV and stuff. Oh, it's, it's really so nice. nice! It's really good. Everything is like well designed. I mean, there are obviously a couple Nintendo e things like it doesn't have an Ethernet port because they have to have something that's dumb. But <laughs> other than that, it's it all works really well, and all the games are fun, and I'm really enjoying it. Mistaken? Does but... it have Does it have USB, and you can plug USB to wired Ethernet into it, or did I make yes, that up? Yes, you okay. can. Yeah, I bought the adapter, so whatever. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it's all it's all good. Where's the butt? And yet. Well, the thing is, I know. But Nick I, Brecken well, still wasn't happy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I know 
I it it already feels like deja vu. It already feels like the Wii to me, where I am going to finish the games that I've purchased, which are the games that I want to play on the system. I am going to be done with Mario Kart. I'll play it every now and then for like a year. And the next game that I'm even possibly interested in is Smash Brothers, which I'm I've never been like a huge Smash fanatic, so I'm not going to be super into that. Yeah. And there's, then beyond that, I don't know. Like the Zelda there, game, there, I guess. And then we're just back to the Wii, want, which, uh, is, which is the worst. okay. Tell me what you're interested in because I don't know. Like maybe there's something I'm missing. There's an upcoming Kirby game. Oh. That okay. looks really nice. Does it look good? We talked okay. about it's it a really couple. Good, of, last yeah. time, I, okay. last time I was on, and you were on. I think. Or yes. No, it was a few episodes ago. The yeah. post E three episode where it's. Um, it's, it's basically a, Canvas Curse. It's like oh, okay. it's like yeah. Canvas Curse, yeah. um, but it looks that. really nice. And there's a Good. new Yoshi's Island game. I can't tell yeah, if it's. Okay. It looks like it might not be as hard as I would want it to be, but the art in it <clears> like <throat> looks amazing. It's like Yoshi's Island was like the benchmark for me for good graphics on a Super Nintendo. Like that game is just a mm. crazy looking game, and this game like it all looks like it's made out of um, like felt and yarn. Mm. But the 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 entire aesthetic works that way. Like when Yoshi sticks his tongue out, it's a string of yarn, and then when uh, when he grabs an enemy to eat it, instead of just eating it, the enemy like unravels into like he just pull. I don't know. It looks it looks really nice. Um, and obviously Zelda and Smash Brothers, but that's four games, and that's a yeah. lot of games. And Mario yeah. Maker. Yeah. I don't know if I care about Splatoon. Mario Maker. Okay, you're just plugging the same games. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. I know. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Here's here. Here's the thing, Nick. <laughs> the thing that you just described. Yeah. Feels justifiable to me as a thing to own and not regret owning. I think you're possibly right. I just where you're like I'll I, probably play Mario Kart on and I off just, for a year, and there's these three other games that I like, and it integrates with my TV in a way that I'm enjoying. Like, yeah, eh, that's already better than the yeah. Wii for me, which was like, it's, I guess I played Wii Sports with my mom at Christmas, and then just waited yeah, until yeah. Smash Brothers came out, and then just yeah. waited till Mario Galaxy came out. No, that's true. And there was no Zelda game on that system that I liked. That's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Okay. But I kind of want the new Zelda game. It looked good. It does look from good. From the stupid nothing that they showed. I know. Just but that one video. it looks good video. because it actually yeah. looks good. That's the thing that is actually carrying me <clears> through the Wii U way more than the Wii or the N64 is that it feels like Nintendo yes. is actually making games that play the way their games always have, God. but that look the way that you imagine their games looking 3D when World, you playing yeah. uh, Super Nintendo. I mean, you guys have obviously talked about this a lot, but yeah. like 3D World is just good. Oh, it's so enjoyable. It's just a really enjoyable game. To say, what I'm just I'm reveling in the in the <laughs> Nintendo. Explosion. You were into 3D World, it, right? Huh? Yeah. You were not into that, right? Oh, I played the shit out of 3D World. I don't like <clears throat> New Super Mario Brothers very much, but I like 3D World. Oh, a lot. oh, yeah. right. Never mind. I was getting yeah. 3D World's really interesting. It's it's weird because I don't know. It feels I'm like making as much water noise as I can into this episode. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Tinkle in a little bit. Yeah. Just just tinkle. <laughs> just tinkling. Bit. Just tinkling. Tinkle right into the mic right there. <laughs> Yeah, do it, Jake. Uh, no. <laughs> I need reference for my Sonic. Yeah, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot make me Sonic and Tinkle. <laughs> Tinkle Park. It's perfect. What is Tinkle Park? Well, Twinkle Park is a level in Sonic. Wow, <laughs> deep pull. Yeah, yeah, really good. Go on. Anyway. That was impressive. Some some deviant art Sonic dork was really pleased with that pun. Probably, really pleased. <laughs> What but, were you going to say about Super Mario 3D World? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just good. It's good to play Nintendo games again because there is a very specific... New, new marketing campaign. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appealing uh, to, it's like, good Gen to X, be with, uh, yeah, yeah. like, lapsed gamers. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's good to play Nintendo. Yeah, come home again. to Nintendo. 
Come yeah. back. It feels like they Come did back, that a little kids. bit with the Wii. Because the Wii, uh, I remember, <clears> like, they had all those lifestyle footage things of everyone swinging their remotes around and stuff. But then right yeah. when, when uh, Super Paper Mario came out, which is a game that I did not like at all, I remember, though, that was <clears> when the couch shot just had a lot more older people. <laughs> and what you were seeing was a really well-rendered Mario hopping on guys, and then the world spun 180 degrees, and everyone went, oh, and it was like, yeah. that's they're trying right there to yeah. make you be like, I remember Mario, but this is a new Mario. <laughs> but then they remember actually, Super Mario? We all do. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So I bought a Wii U yesterday. Robot? Really? Yeah, you held off saying that the whole time? That's without, why it's really funny to me. Wow, Hopefully that's your good. Your story is I've wanted one for a little bit. I'm a responsible adult. I walked into a store. <laughs> I paid them some money, went home, and plugged it in. Okay, I should clarify. I'm, I'm pleased. It was my girlfriend that bought it. She just came home sure. with it and was like, here it is, the Zelda bundle. And I've been playing a Wii U, like <clears> our <throat> office Wii U, every time <clears> I review a Wii U game. So I've played all the really good games on the platform. And I have to say, I, I prefer it to everything else because everything else comes on, out on PC, basically. I just feel like most games right now, you, you really are kind of solid if you have, like, a good gaming PC. And then a Wii U for the Nintendo games because everything, not everything, everything, but yeah. the majority of other games are <clears throat> going to be coming out on PC. I was thinking PC. the same thing. And, like, in my brain, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative, <laughs> but we talked about we talked a couple weeks ago about the bullshit of exclusives. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But how Nintendo exclusives are actually exclusive, and it puts value in their hardware in a way that kind of annoys me because I just wish all that stuff was... I, yeah, I don't yeah, like that sure. I have to buy an arbitrary piece of hardware to play software yeah. in 2014, but at the same time, fuck, the Wii U has actual value because it has stuff that you yeah. can't get anywhere exactly. else. Exactly. It's weird. That's, I mean, that's kind of why I feel anything, any regret, is that sure. get, like giving into that again, you know? But I will say that, yeah, it feels like it's off to a stronger start for me than the original Wii. It just, I don't know, it's it very much like... Wind Waker's amazing. Like you're saying, 3D World is amazing. I don't know. I'm super excited about the stuff they showed at E3, you know, things like that. And and I have a PC and I have, a, well, okay, I have a Mac, but I also have a PC at home and everything. Like I, I can play basically everything now and I only honestly use my Xbox and PS4 for those exclusives or when we get, you know, as a reviewer, if we get that code first, basically it's whatever, you know, whatever platform. Mm-hmm. So it feels vital in a way that the other two consoles really kind of don't right now. Yeah. It's also not doing opinion. that well. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing really shitty. It's it's yeah. a little sad and depressing. It's yeah. it's sad also because now it does feel like I like That's I keep hearing thing. more and more people talking <laughs> about the Wii U. Just a not a ton, but just a little bit. Yeah. And now what I'm expecting is that the Wii U is going to like have the arrested development arc where people are like, No, this is yep. actually great. It's yep. gone. Yep. <laughs> like Zelda's the last sort yeah, of exactly. like, yeah. uh, Oh, yeah, oh, I get it. Why? Uh, but, mm, yeah, mm. <laughs> yep. that's definitely a risk. Yeah, yeah, that's which the, is, that's the other reason I, why why I kind of. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's also. I mean, <clears throat> all of these things being said, it is also just another Nintendo console. So if you don't want to play more Nintendo games again, there's absolutely no reason to look at it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they're really fun. <laughs> they're really good games. Yeah. It was a breath of fresh air for gaming for me. Like, I just... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I'm so know. disappointed. No, it reminds me, actually, in that way, the same way that I felt... Uh, <laughs> the air had the smell of death on it. I'm just saying. Like, it's just, it Game was Boy, fresh. Game Boy Advance to Nintendo DS, both of those two platforms actually felt similar to how this feels to me, where it's mm. like, I hadn't really addressed or played 
any Nintendo content in a long time. Yeah. Um, at least not of like sort of the the <clears throat> primary Nintendo thing. Like I had uh, I had a GameCube, but I I think that all that I played Mario Sunshine on. But other than that, I used it like for Ubisoft games and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And then uh, getting uh, what about Pikmin yeah. on GameCube. Only like later, I think. But yeah, mm. I did. I I only played Pikmin after I knew you, but that was like a ways in. But like when the God, what. GBA, all right. When the when the GBA came out and it had a couple of the Mario games on it, and then especially when the DS came out, it was just like, this is the these are the games that I like. That I I don't know. <laughs> really good. But just yeah. I totally abandoned the Wii almost immediately. Yeah, I played Mario Galaxy. I think, and that was the sort of last yeah. gasp for me. But my like Wii had been collecting okay. dust until Galaxy, <clears throat> then it went back to collecting dust. I feel. Yeah, like. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really feels like to me that uh, Nintendo has has sort of seen at least part of the error of the ways of making games only based on motion controls, which frankly sucks for a lot of kinds of games. And that was what the Wii was all about, was the Wiimote and all that sort of thing. And now with with sort of the gamepad or whatever it's called, it's sort of a hybrid of motion controls and an actual controller, but at least there are button inputs. It feels well, precise enough to actually like, also most, you most, know, yeah. build a core Most around. of the notable game experiences on this thing don't have anything to do with the touchscreen yep. other than for UI. Yep. That's actually awesome. probably the reason yeah. that I am most pleased with the purchase because I was really skeptical that that was going to be the case, well, and it really God, speaking they're just games. Speaking, like, Danielle, speaking to like what you say about motion controls, I it was amazing the how much that has completely <clears throat> just fallen off the cliff after a yeah. few years of well, this first Nintendo, yeah, first Nintendo, then also Microsoft and Sony, just like scrambling on top of themselves to make people don't want to hold the controller yeah. and I, I, there was like a moment when uh okay so you guys at your house had the gamepad and then one uh Wii remote with a nunchuck and then we brought over two Wii remotes but only one nunchuck right. so we had four players with the gamepad two Wii remotes and nunchucks and oh, then man. one one Wii remote and you ended up with the just the lone Wii remote just the lone Wii yeah. remote and you were like, oh, fuck, what a shit. Do I have to like, steer like the steering steer wheel? I have to turn and that? so you started playing and you were like doing it with the shitty like motion steering, which is how the Mario Kart on Wii just was, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can, you could, you could, you could, you could, you could use the, all of the marketing was the lifestyle the, footage of yeah, the, you could, you yeah. could, yeah. could use the, the Wii wheel. Yeah. Reggie's Wii wheel. Right. Oh my God. The steering wheel controller. Yeah. You could use the nunchuck, but like Nintendo was definitely very excited about this like easy to play thing. And that I remember you accidentally hit pause and notice that there was an option to switch to the d-pad yeah, control the top right oh, yeah. immediately was like oh thank god i just yeah. went to that and then went <laughs> and back then i the fucking game. came in first the next two races <laughs> yeah. After yeah, yeah and it's a thousand times and better the, that that little like four second interaction was such a great encapsulation of just the relief i feel that like <laughs> everyone is, who plays this is an game. insane analogy you went through four years in but four seconds it is the video <laughs> it is the video game equivalent of walking into airport security and they're like you don't have to take off your shoes or your belt yeah. <laughs> I, know. Like, I know i know i i was so good. god a few uh, like a month ago uh like i fly a lot um and a month ago i was flying and i just randomly got selected for like a tsa pre-check oh, yeah. pilot screening where like they just put you through the tsa um, <clears throat> pre-approved line uh, and this was just like a one day test to like i don't know for some reason and and i went through it and and i started to do all the shit you have to do now and like oh no leave your belt on leave your shoes on leave your coat on don't take your laptop out 
like just put your bags on the thing and go through. You know how many liquids in there? And I'm like, no. And they're like, all right, great. And I walked through, took my bags. Le- it wasn't even the crazy scanner. It was just a normal scanner. Yeah, like just a metal, metal like, detector. Yeah, yeah, I walked through the metal detector, picked up my bags, and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is an incredible experience. This thing that was Wait an incredible hassle in the 80s. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. This is what it just always used to be normally. Yeah. Right. Like, it feels like a luxury. It was incredible. And also, on that, this isn't related to video games anymore, but on, on that, like, because of that, I spent, like, four hours one day in this weird office in downtown San Francisco so that I could go get myself fingerprinted by the TSA <clears throat> and get a background check done. So now I'm actually in the TSA You're background. You're in the pre-line. Now. I'm in the pre-check program now. Yeah. I'm approved in it because um, was, that was such an amazing it felt like uh, so much better. I don't, yeah, just suddenly having a veil lifted. Um, yeah, it's a weight on your chest almost, and yeah. it's like. <sighs> but it it feels to me. I'm going to talk about games, <gasps> and not about airport security. Oh, I get it out. I guess. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> the thing that you were saying, Danielle, about there actually being value in Nintendo exclusives and like them having actual games like it feels like they might be aware of this and it feels like nintendo might actually be at the correct point in the curve of like where the rest of gaming is relative to to where they are for the first time in a minute Mm. but i don't know if they're gonna hold on to that or not but like when when it is like here are a bunch of incredibly well-realized not just facile baby Wii Sports alikes. Here's like a bunch of ink. Whoa, like, whoa there. Really? Just <laughs> oh, the alikes. Yeah, those are fast out, baby. Whatever. Wii Sports is good. Wii Sports is great. Um, Wii Sports Resort, though. But uh, yeah. it just, like, their whole slate was just a game after game after game of looked like it had a huge team, had a huge art team, looks like it was incredibly polished, looks good on an HD television, only available on this one platform. It feels like they're actually doing the thing that I kind of feel like i yelled at them for a million years about uh soundlessly into a podcast microphone which is if you want to sell the wii u at this point you probably actually need killer apps and like it feels like they're trying to do that instead of gimmicks Mm -hmm. and maybe people will care they probably won't but Mm. it got me they probably would care care. if that had been happening for years but i i mean i i think it's hard to well, it just feels Some, like it feels like, like Nintendo's whole business model up until the Wii was a killer app business model. Where like you mm-hmm. buy the Nintendo hardware because this game, and then that then unlocks sort of the three sister games on that generation's Nintendo ecosystem, and then from there you trickle down into all of the like other lesser Nintendo games, and then and other people's ports. But like with the Wii, that like they're like the killer app was the stupid waggly remote and playing bowling, and that shipped with the system. And after that, there was nothing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty much just the Galaxy games. That was it. But those, no one bought those. Yeah, I know. Really? Mario Galaxy apparently did not do well. Wow. That's what I heard, at least. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not no one, but like it, it definitely wasn't like a Mario system seller kind of right. yeah, deal. Yeah, like Mario Galaxy, know? I don't think, moved Wii's. Crazy, wow, because that game was amazing. It yeah, was really it was, good. but I, like, I don't think... Yeah, no, I think no, at that no. point, no one's perception of the Wii was, this is the game that I'll get either for myself or for my kid so that they can play the new Mario. Like, right, I think... Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's not how it was positioned, really. Well, they... Yeah. Also, just, like, their other major franchises. Man, Zelda the- was a weird, like, in-between generation thing. Yeah, and, and then, then Skyward Sword was... 
ugh, with the motion Yeah, controls. but then also Metroid, it was like Prime, was Prime 3, of, oh, I think. Prime 3, and then, Prime 3 then, was good. I yeah, it was. It, but it was it, good. It, I liked it, but it wasn't something that was like, like, yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, the Wii, Nintendo did not align the Wii with Mario at all. Like, mm. the Wii branding and Mario don't exist together, whereas this yeah. N64, even the GameCube, like, the first yeah. GameCube like demo Zelda. at E3, like, the first thing press saw... Was that 128 Mario's walking around a cube oh, man. shape? Yes. Um, even though Mario didn't come out until oh, Mario one, Sunshine. Mario 128. But it like, launched with the Mario. Luigi game. Huh? It launched with, yeah, that's true. <laughs> In hindsight, points there, but like, it, yeah. it, I suspect that if Nintendo is allowed to exist long enough to put out another piece of hardware, this, what we're watching right now, is them trying to refold all of their IPs back into their hardware IP. Mm. And I bet that, because when the Wii U launched, it felt like it was still like trying to be like, it's for families, fitness, but 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 now it's yeah. like fuck that Yoshi Mario Zelda Smash <laughs> yes. Brothers Mario 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 yeah uh, yeah but like in a way that seems like they're trying but I bet the next one will just be the Nintendo Mario <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo just like the Mario you want to take a break for like uh, years say, let's take a break this yeah is <laughs> okay yes bye video this episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by NatureBox, a delicious snack subscription service that will send boxes of treats directly to your home or office. Go to naturebox.com slash thumbs for 50% off your first box of stuff that you put in your face. <laughs> These things are good. We've talked about them before. And because we've talked about them before. <laughs> These things are good. We've talked about them before. <laughs> um uh, a bunch of people on the internet have been uh, like sending us photos of the nature boxes that they've ordered through naturebox.com slash thumbs. So uh, we're thinking maybe we could, um, because we feel like we have talked about our favorite nature box treats a bunch. So we're thinking that if you have ordered nature box because of this promotion, um, let us know what your favorite nature box treats have been. Um, either questions at idlethumbs.net or on Twitter at idlethumbs would be a good way to tell us. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, if it sounds delicious, go look at them on the internet. Yeah. They're uh, boxes of all different kinds of snacks that you can uh, you can specify which ones are your favorite. And they are a wide variety of things. And they are delicious. Naturebox.com slash thumbs. Yeah. Naturebox snacks. <laughs> Video games. Hey, Nick favorited my tweet. Guys, this, this is going to go huge. <laughs> a thing can go <clears throat> viral among four people, like a virus. So yeah, it's very contained. Yeah. Are you guys ready for the best viral. podcast? Mm-hmm. Nick? Mm, yeah. You don't look ready. <laughs> That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, man, Nick that's, Brecken's here. That's a ready man. <laughs> ready man, Nick Brecken. Are we doing it? Are we tar- Okay. Video games. So back. Oh, man, are we back? We've backed. I've never backed before. I backed you guys on Kickstarter. Well, I've never backed a Kickstarter before. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Is that like a journalistic integrity thing? or is We're it not like allowed to back wanna... um, above the cost of a game. So we're not oh, ab- allowed to back above $50, I think. 
If it's a game, it obviously doesn't matter. Well, what if for the game? What if it's things? a game that would only cost twenty dollars? That's a really good point. I have to review our ethics policy. I think it's the cost of of generally a game because otherwise it, it gets into weird slippery. Because a lot of Kickstarter but... tiers are based on what the price of the game will be. That's you know, like point. a lot of base, just like base level Kickstarter tiers are like twenty bucks. You get the game. Um, yeah, and that's just what the tier maybe is. Maybe you can get some sweet T-shirts out of the deal for fifty bucks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Any Kickstarter that gives you a t-shirt. But you've you've taken fun. the tack of like, you're not going <laughs> to possibly wait into the gray area. You know, I have to check Waiting our policy again. Sorry, I'm pretty sure it's it's the cost of a game and then we sort of generally say 50, but it definitely, you know, there's a fine line right. there. But I mean, sure. like, it's you're just sort of backing off entirely and then not even opening yourself up to potential. This is a moral. polygon conspiracy yeah. right now. Yeah. This Clearly the polygon scandal. cabal is going on. The feminist <laughs> the polygon, polygon, polygon cabal. Not back games. <laughs> Polygon's going to bring down Kickstarter by getting these 20 people Clearly. to not back To only spend $50. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how we're going to do it. We're taking over the world, basically, with our grape juice faces. It's very, it's very what special. What is a grape juice face? Oh, it's just our portraits your, your are all purpley. Oh. Low-poly Instagram faces. That are like yeah. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Except we, fucking we Justin them. McElroy, who has a, a low-poly one, but his face is like being attacked by uh, a Star Fox ship. Oh, really? Right. He, yeah, because he. Everyone, ha, everyone at Polygon has those low poly Someone's faces. Someone's Polygon low poly face <laughs> should just be Andros. Oh, that would be well, so in, great. Well, in Justin McElroy's, he is Andros. Yeah, he's a big oh, face. Basically is. That's it's what, his yeah. face oh, as low poly. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's it look, blowing him up. I mean, it just looks like it, it was the same color as everyone else's, but then someone hue shifted it back to look normal. Right. And then they put the Arwing fighter in the foreground <laughs> shooting at it. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty How special. I didn't notice that. I see that guy tweet all the time. You probably just think that he's like got a low poly face with a smudge in front of it, but it is a Star Fox <laughs> ship. Yeah. Also, this is like the fourth episode running that we've talked about, Justin. He mentioned that to me, actually, the other oh, day. You know he what? was like, I'm really glad you're doing more Idle Thumbs, not only because you mentioned me every time you do podcasts. <laughs> and I was like, hey, if it works. Yeah. I'm looking at his thing now. And yeah, I've never like zoomed in on it. I've only seen it in tiny form. And it just looks like his He's face just looking sassy. Like yeah. slightly, yeah. slightly stylized. It's my hope that if we talk about him enough, it will be like Nick wanting to get the Wii U, where he'll eventually just make up an excuse to his wife why he needs to go to San Francisco <laughs> and then just show up on the podcast. Totally right. true. Well, he's welcome yeah. anytime. GDC, next GDC. So long from now. I know. Maybe, well, maybe he'll come. Well, maybe if you wish hard enough, he'll show up. It's like Peter Pan. You gotta wish. You gotta believe. <laughs> I, I, if only that was true. <laughs> he would have been you on guys the don't He would have been that? on the thumbs like five times by now. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta believe. What are you uh, doing? Speaking I heard you of belief, speaking of belief, speaking of belief, do you believe in ghosts? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really Jake is sorry. having none of it. <laughs> uh, really sorry. I was trying there for a segue into Silent Hill Four, where there are really, really awesome ghosts, and I played that game last wait, week. Wait, Silent Hill Four, the room? Yes. Wait, indeed. Oh, from wow. Like ten years ago. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were a journalist. Yeah, I am. I no, thought you I played, played a recent new game. games. I was expecting like I cut off the it. presses. I will get to Silent it. Hill Four. Silent Hill the Four. Room where you what? Take pictures? You, Isn't that you, the one? You escape ghosts and you <laughs> you, escape a room. Uh, you give chocolate milk to a, a man with a weird haircut and you escape a lot of rooms God, and there's was ten years crazy ago. things. Yeah, it's a ten this, year old game. Rules to me like one of the new ones. Yeah, but it's it obviously. Well, just no, well, because I just have you know why because, Silent Hill because yeah. everything after that has been Silent Hill colon yeah right yeah, that's true. <laughs> shattered, shattered memories yeah. downpour so, like, twisted of death. E- <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, Silent Hill 4, it's it's a janky game, but it's really scary, and the sound design is amazing, and cool. it's it's terrifying. And I played it on, like, a... I'm sort of doing this little thing. I have a little stream that I actually call the, the Feminist Cabal. It's kind of fun. It's a joke. Haha. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and we sure are doing is. horror streams. <laughs> You're not having this, are you? No, no. You're not having my fun reference for referency jokes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We were, it was myself and a bunch of friends. I, we decided it would be a great idea to start streaming horror games just for funsies, sure. you know. And we started with Silent Hill 4, and we're hoping to, I think, cool. do the rest of it. it it's cool. creepy and it holds up, at least in terms of, you know, how scary it is. I mean, the gameplay doesn't hold up wonderfully, but that's not really why you play a Silent Hill yeah. game for amazing, no. yeah. great core mechanics. I, yeah. so. Most scary love, games are sorry. not mechanically superb. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. Part, of the, part of the, the Jurassic Park Super Nintendo, like, not mechanically great. I, <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know if it's actually true, but I've always sort of thought that it's maybe true. part of the fact that those these games are mechanically frustrating is a little bit of what makes them yeah. freaky. Oh, yeah. for sure. No, it, like, yeah. you're, you're powerless by virtue of the game not letting Sucking. you actually have any authority <laughs> yeah. over yeah. anything because yeah. it's shitty. But yep. that's like, yeah. there are different versions of that. Like, I still love the original controls of resident evil 4 and i know resident evil 4 isn't like a scary game yeah. but it has that element of what you're describing well, the fact of that it like has tank limiting but then you can also whip around 180 degrees yes. and that's like your primary navigation you can, like, you stuff can like that. Yeah. 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 yeah but like, stuff like that is cool though because it yeah actually, it enforces well, the way that you like you what's cool about it specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. what's cool about it is you begin that game playing like a sloppy tank and and as you progress a machine as you progress you become the master of that yeah. of that fucking town and it feels like the progression of like a horror action movie yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true that's a but good point. like the original silent hill is just a disaster of oh, tank God. controls oh, and yeah, your I guy plays with like straight. floppy arms and he can't shoot anything straight and it's just yeah, it's, horribly it's frustrating a disaster yeah and the same goes with the fourth one it's it's you know mechanically yeah. speaking such a disaster to control you know i i was getting killed by whatever mutant dog things were just they're inept enemies. They're clipping half the time <laughs> to the walls, but they're yeah. still killing me. Can I just put out a general quest? Request a general quest? A general quest. <laughs> general to quest. people making video games, just fucking cool it on murdering dogs for a while. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like this is just a thing now. Oh. I'm really over it. Like, I don't want to just kill more dogs. What if it's a spooky dog? It's, or like, what if it's a bad dog? They're usually <laughs> framed pooch. as being bad dogs. What if it's a good dog I and it's realized. poignant as fuck? <laughs> Oh that probably God. will only happen once then in the game. What if it's a good old dog? What if you just put down old dogs that just a can't... A god? What? Good old dog? God.com? Like yeah. what if you yeah. God what dog. If you, what if you play the DRM-free good old dog? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. What about what that, if your developers? Job is to euthanize old dogs whose back legs don't work anymore because they have hip issues? You don't get a dog in a wheelchair? Like in, uh, yeah, a dog in a wheelchair. Mm. No, a wheelchair. I mean, like, you feed them one last milk bone and then inject them with something. <laughs> Again, that would probably last only, meal. I think it's I think it's fairly unlikely that will happen more than once in a given game. So maybe I'll give it a pass. No, I mean that's your job in this game. Chris. Oh, it's, it's like burger time or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dog euthanizer pro 2014. Horrible. So special. Uh, but I feel like I it feels to me that call, at some point Call of Duty games started having you kill a lot of dogs. And well, I, I think guess what it was—it like... was Tomb Raider was the original. I think actually. Oh, there were dogs. The original dog killer. Oh yeah. For what? Sure. No, it was the or original the... game where dogs jump out at you. Uh, that are Resident bad. Evil. You kill them as alone in the dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. 
Wow, Alone in the Dark. Yeah. I haven't thought about that game in a long time. Alone in the Dark just is a bad Resident Evil, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. it's... I yeah. thought it predated Resident Evil. It does. It does. Yeah. That's why it's... Yeah. Yeah, but it's, like, really, really, really low poly, like, untextured 3D characters in what look like hand-painted, simple, like, one-point perspective backgrounds, but it's mm-hmm. all the exact same stuff yeah, yeah, where, yeah. like, yeah. you have bad controls and a fixed pre-rendered wow. background and dogs come into the window. <laughs> yeah, and Uwe Boll movie. Oh, like, you're right, yeah. I feel like Alone true. in the Dark even has the Resident Evil thing where you walk past the window the first time and it goes and cracks. Oh, yeah. And then you go through it, you go past it later in the game and a bad low-poly dog jumps out at you. Which is <laughs> <laughs> scarier than a real dog. I think you're dog. totally right. So, obviously this is not a completely new phenomenon, but it does, it's getting to a point of super saturation for me. I feel like especially in first-person shooter kind of big action games it's just been a very trendy thing to do in the last five to ten years it's cool to murder dogs Chris. i'm just so fucking people over have it. more sympathy for dogs than humans that's probably, that's probably what actually it is. what's going yeah. on i'm sure that's true but we'll also make them care about having you kill a dog instead but, of okay, 30 guys my annoyance Basically. my annoyance is on two fronts one for i guess for that reason but also it's just obnoxious it's like they jump into your face and then it turns into one of those like pseudo QTEs, you know, like it's always that loop, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I was playing Wolfenstein and like that. I know that loop. a lot in that game. And there's, it's a, you're a fucking psycho version of it in Wolfenstein because the way, if they, if you don't kill them before they get to you and you like, click the mouse a bunch your guy will just go into this crazy animation where he just stabs the dog like 40 times in three seconds it just he suddenly like (laughs) yeah it looks like when the when the like laundry bag comes through the prison inspection line and they just stab it a bunch with a fucking knife to make sure there's no like saws inside of it or people probably (laughs) or Or babies yeah Yeah. or dogs or dogs (laughs) or or puppies kittens um i just it's i just don't it's it's not fun at all. It's like an unfun thing, and it's also just obnoxious. I want game developers no more to stop dogs. doing this. Place. I hope, Danielle, that you brought up streaming Silent Hill 4 just so that Chris would go on a tirade about prison-style <laughs> yeah. stabbings of well, dogs. Well, I have to say, I, I was going to, I just realized all the games I played this week have uh, killing dogs or dogs in them that Jesus. are in, in else, compromised positions. Play? So I also played Wolfenstein, yeah. which has already been covered. So I was just going to say That's that, fine, you know, yeah. I, I'm enjoying dogs, it. Suffice to say. There's a lot of dog <laughs> killing. And the main game that I played this week that I'm playing for review was Valiant Hearts. Oh, I was going to ask, war. actually, if anybody had played it, because that seems topical. It's, yeah. <laughs> it seems topical. It's because not a game about passed, killing dogs. Because but. we just passed the 100th anniversary of the assassination yes. of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Exactly. Yes. So. What is Valiant Hearts? Okay. Sorry, Valiant I don't know anything Hearts. about this game other than people talk about it on the internet right now because of Archduke Ferdinand. Yeah. That was just a few days ago. I know. It's crazy that World War One happened a hundred years ago. It yeah. is. It's pretty Or started pretty anyway. Yeah. It's one of those things that feels like it's crazy that it was that long ago. And also, in the grand scheme of history, a hundred years is now revealed to be short as fuck, if you were curious. Like, yeah. Of yeah. course, but there were people alive in recent memory that were that fought right. in world war one yeah i know that's that's i mean it's it's not long ago and also it's terrifying that it's that long ago like it yeah. just yeah thinking about world war one and 100 years makes your brain do all sorts of like yeah. ha- also, rectification in, in terms also, of time what that means is like in our lifetimes possibly i haven't done the math on this but i mean oh like, yeah for sure are vietnam veterans gonna die like we're, we're, we're no. yeah like we're gonna like run out of we're, we'll be old as shit when the last vietnam vet dies yeah but it'll happen yeah yeah, yeah. 
Also, one person Titanic. in this room will outlive the last. <laughs> Let's form a Tom team, guys. <laughs> Whoever's the last of us alive will murder the final Vietnam. <laughs> wow, that's possibly the this worst. This got dark. Yeah, <laughs> this got really dark. So this is what Valiant Hearts is about. Happy yeah. Memorial Day. Uh, yeah, no, Valiant Hearts. <laughs> that was a month ago. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, Valiant Hearts is a Ubisoft game. They actually showed it at E3 really, really briefly, um, and then it came out like last week i think it actually came out maybe on the day of the 100th anniversary oh, it, did. it was like a it was a thing around mm-hmm. that you know did they why, actually use that as a promotional thing i think they did okay well, why is that important though okay because the game is about because it's Great about world war one okay yes in fact the subtitle is it's valiant hearts the great war so it's we'll call it the great war chris that's just, a, just call it the that. great war that's what they that's call it in europe that is true. That's correct. Was like this game made in France or Canada? France, I believe. Yeah. I think it's Franada. Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> Frenada. Yes. Don't call it Quebec. Call it Frenada. <laughs> it's, it's Canada Day. And it here we Canada are Day. making fun of Canadians and, and veterans. I thought that's what just... Canada Day was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess yesterday was Canada Day if you're listening to this Oh, podcast. that's that's a good point. That's mm. a really good point. Today is Canada Boxing Canada, Day. Canada Remembrance Day. Canada. <laughs> Today is Hangover from Canada Day. Um, okay, so it's basically it's a 2D adventure game. It's animated, you know. Um, it looks like a platformer, but it is definitely an adventure game with no inventory system. So it's just, you know, sort of one item at a time, that sort of thing. Mm. You're solving environmental puzzles. That's basically the thrust oh, of the game. This gameplay. is the game that's made in the, in the Rayman, like... Yeah, the Ubisoft, Ubisoft. 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 Yeah, the Ubisoft. Ubisoft, that's right. Engine. Yes, yeah. and it, it looks is beautiful. Is it like Limbo, kind of? Or? No, it's actually... Um, you, talk to, you talk to people and stuff? You definitely talk to people. Okay. Is it um, an actual dialogue trees, or is it like one-off? You talk to someone, and then it just says the line. Like, it, Yeah, okay, well, actually, when I say dialogue, more often than not, there's there's blah, actually blah, blah. sort of like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's like, blah, 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 and it's like a line, and it's a line if it's in English. I mean, the game's in French, English, German, and a variety right, of other languages. subtitles. Um, so let me, let me take this back. Wow. Let me okay. take it all back. Whoa. Okay. High concept. It's not a game. Basically. <laughs> you just kill a lot of dogs. <laughs> you just, it's a dog killing simulator. Um, like burger time. you're not actually talking to people, but you are having conversations with them. It's just that the dialogue itself is basically just sort of emoticons and, and sort of what the person oh. needs or wants is always going to be a little visual sketch or okay. something. Um, there's dialogue. There's not dialogue. There's voiceover narration over sort of the whole story, and it's a big, grand story. It's a family that was sort of torn apart by the war. You know, the war starts. That's the the very first scene is Franz Ferdinand being assassinated. Then we go to a little French farm, and there's a farmer named Emile and his his um I guess his son-in-law Carl. One is a German guy. One is a French guy. Uh, you know. Um, there is a daughter who has a son with the German guy. So the, already sort of the family's torn apart. They both have to oppose each other on opposite sides of the war. Um, and then we meet Freddie, the American, who's who's there with British troops. And we, we sort of meet Anna, who is a medic. And these are basically the four main characters. And the whole game takes place around, you know, sort of their perspective of what they were doing during this battle, what they were doing during that battle. Someone is captured in a POW camp. Like, it's very... Do you actually play as those four different characters? Yes, you do play you... as all of them. Does the game switch for you, or do you choose when you jump around? The game switches for you. Okay. It's very, very linear, and it's not terribly complicated. You know, all the puzzles are, are pretty simple. You know, you'll figure them out within ten minutes or so, that sure. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, the, real, the real appeal here is that you're sort of... And this is going to sound 
a little weird, but you're sort of playing the war. You're, you're basically, every puzzle has to do very much with the situation you're in. When you're Anna, you're, the puzzles all have to do with, you know, fixing somebody else, excuse me, fixing somebody up. Like you're amputating a limb or you're giving CPR or you're doing something like that. When you're one of the soldiers, you're avoiding gunfire or you're, you know, sort of sending your dog companion, whose name is Walt. To get to murdered. Sort of, yes, to be, to be murdered brutally. By a different one of the other playable characters. Yes. Again, this is dog dogs. murdering simulator. <laughs> <laughs> That's dog bonus. Fight. That's bonus points. Yeah, if, if it's, <laughs> if it's two dogs, one bone if achievement. If you kill both dogs <laughs> with one bomb. <laughs> two dogs, one bomb? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I like that. Turns out you guys are terrible. Continue, Danielle. Yes. <laughs> you're just you're aggressively mediating this podcast. <laughs> That's good. But all that you're doing is telling someone to continue talking. It's good though. I hear what it's, all these people have to say. I like it. <laughs> these people are very interesting and smart. I like yeah. it. Keep going, please. It's want time to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it. Let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. Anyway, it spans the entire war, and it very much feels like it's sort of commenting on every aspect of the war: the home front, the, the battlefield, the trenches, all of these things. And throughout the game, this is what I found really oddly compelling. Even though I did not think this was going to be interesting there are all these little objects that you collect and of course that's that's the number one thing that you know you see it on on like the splash screen it's like there's over 100 objects to collect in the game and it's like you get Hopefully a ubisoft you play <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well, you're gonna collect some objects but these little objects are actually all little historic artifacts like it was a soldier's helmet or it, it was a kind of dog tag which apparently each country in the war used like seven different kinds of dog tags as as time went on because they ran out of a kind of metal or mm. whatever happened. They were, these were these tiny little facts about the war that were, it was kind of dry. Cool. It was just sort of like the History Channel or, or somebody like the History Channel put this part of the game together. But I, I compulsively collected every single thing I could yeah. look at because I was really interested in the, the historic mm -hmm. facts. There were really crazy things like in my knowledge of the Great War is limited. So, sure. you know, maybe I was more fascinated by this than a real history buff would be. But, you know, I found um, in, in the trenches, underneath the trenches, uh, near a source of chlorine gas, there was like a little mask. And it was just literally a urine soaked cloth that the very first soldiers who were dealing with chlorine gas, they didn't have gas masks yet. So they found out that like urine actually protected them from having their lungs burnt wow and it was just this crazy thing i'm like playing the game and there's a little puzzle and, and there's, there's a little the urine dog soaked cloth. yeah and there's the urine soaked cloth that was like in in order to not have your lungs burnt out and die a miserable death you peed on a cloth and put it on your face it was just very <laughs> yeah. stark and very yeah yeah you know it, it kind of hit me a little right, bit totally. you know it was really, really cool. And I, and I sort of found out that, you know, there were women who they call themselves godmothers and they wrote letters to soldiers who didn't have like close family ties. Mm -hmm. So that there was this like element of like, hey, let's rally together and make people feel better when they're underneath a trench and being shot at. It was it was really cool. It was, it was like yeah. an element I didn't expect to be so blown away by, but I totally was. Blown so it was pretty cool. Cool. And the game comes together pretty well. I mean, it's definitely. Did you complete it? I did, yes. Um, it's 14-ish, 16 hours wow, long. Jesus. It's a lot longer than I thought that it was going long. to be. Yeah, there are four chapters. They're all probably three to four hours each. Wow. Um, that was not at all what I expected. Yeah. No, no, I, one chapter, I thought it was going to be like three hours long. Are the four yeah. chapters four different characters, or does it inside of a chapter it switches between? Inside it, it switches. It's, okay. it's, it's, very, it's very well paced for how long it is, and there are actually little action sequences too, which aren't 
amazing, but they're not bad. You're, they're sort of like a little car chase at a couple of points where you're running away from bombs and things sure. like that. It, it's just to sort of keep things light and everything. Um, but I, I really liked it. I really actually learned a lot in a way that felt super compelling. Maybe Man, I'm just a dork, but you'll have fun. fun. You just might learn something. Yeah, exactly. And there's a dog. Like about a urine soaked <laughs> You might learn something about urine and chlorine. It's, it's good. Hmm. It's a good thing. That's cool. Anyway, it's worth playing. I think it's worth playing. Uh, it's a Ubisoft game. Does that mean that it's just on everything? Is there a <laughs> I PC played it on Xbox it? One. I'm pretty sure it's on PC. Um, I think it's on the major consoles and, you know, The PlayStation 4 computer entertainment system or whatever. <laughs> is is the PlayStation yes. 4 called a computer or is only the PlayStation 3 called a computer? Oh, man. Because remember how Sony... That's a good point. I, I mean, we might have talked about this before. But, it, like, the Sony official nomenclature is, like, all caps PlayStation 4 computer entertainment system or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The official branding. That, God, that reminds me of a thing that I saw recently about uh, how... In every Microsoft press release, the Xbox <laughs> One like is Xbox referred one, the to fun as maker or something? X- Xbox One, the all-in-one entertainment system from Xbox, <laughs> and then and like the, as a result of that, a developer released like their list of platforms their game was on, oh, and it was like God. coming to PC, Xbox One. The all-in-one entertainment <laughs> system from Xbox, the PlayStation 4. <laughs> what? Just because of the li- the way the right. comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was and, 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 and. So there wasn't an and before PlayStation 4 because right. it wasn't the last item in the list. The all-in-one system so- from Xbox, PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. It was- he became a different man entirely. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. PlayStation. <laughs> we might have made that exact joke. Uh, oh, did we, already talk- did we already talk about this? Yeah, we may have. Oh. Do you want to do reader mail? Yeah, let's do reader mail. Okay. Um... I- Nick. Nope. Nope. Do it. No, you do that. I was going to totally go off into space, so it's your turn to no, do that first. No, I was going to go off into space. No, 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 no. Which space you, do you we go, go to? You go into space first. Nope. Wait, both of you guys go into space at the same time. I count the, count the one. <laughs> no, I want Nick to because mine will go directly into reader mail, so you have oh, to weird. go. It's your day. Well, I don't know whether to even talk about this. Do it. Because I had this do dream. <laughs> Yours also goes into reader mail. Let's yes! go. We're all in on the Nick Brecken dream. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So... I can't actually remember the details of the okay, dream getting hazy high on this. fidelity. <laughs> but, well, no, I can and I, I can't. So I, the dream, so the dream included all of you. Not Danielle. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you oh. weren't, you weren't in my it's life then right. in this you capacity know. yet, but it was an idle thumbs dream. <laughs> and the, I, I, the setup of the dream, I think, was that I was supposed to pick up Jake and Sean and take them somewhere. Like, I was supposed to be at a location uh-huh. and drive there and pick them you up. You were taking us to the nearest Pizza Hut. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. And <laughs> so Close enough. And I was at home, and I had forgotten to do it. Like, I, I dropped the ball completely. And so uh, I was sitting there, and I received a text message from, from Chris. And... You know, Chris, maybe you should just read the... the so, here, here's what happened. So, like, you I had this dream. Down. It's there real. Was, there was a lot of stuff that happened in the dream. Chris, maybe you should read me the email that you sent. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that happened in the dream, but it was extremely vivid. Uh, and I read the text message that I received from Chris in the dream, immediately woke up, was cognizant enough to reach over, grab my phone, and write down exactly <laughs> oh my what God. was what was in the text message okay, so field. Let's hear, let's hear it narration voice. I've, yeah, I've never I've never been able to do this before, and this is what it was. <laughs> okay. And and so again, this is the text message from Chris Remo 
to me to in your dream in my dream world. <laughs> wow, that's faceless. That was a good face. <laughs> okay. Kilo's here. Kilo is here. Kilo's Chris. Nah, I'm good. We worked it out so that I'm taking them to the donut shop, which has wieners. We can cook them on the open flame. <laughs> what? I want to read this again. Okay. Uh, no, the thing is, so it starts off with an abbreviation of something, like, as if, like... K, it's, this is spelled capital K-E, capital L-O. Like, <laughs> capital K, lowercase E, capital L, lowercase O. And, oh. <laughs> Kilo's here. Kilo is here. Nah, I'm good. We worked it out so that I'm taking them to a donut shop, which has wieners. We can cook them on the open flame. <laughs> that is exactly what I received in the dream. Like that, none of that is fabricated. <laughs> God damn it! I don't even know what to say beyond that. That's all. That's all. That's all I got. I'm glad that's what you had. Yeah. Speaking anyway, of wieners, <laughs> I have a very short wiener story. Go ahead. I, I, <laughs> sat, I sat literally across from uh, Supervisor Scott Wiener yesterday on the BART. No way. Oh, I wow. really did. Oh, my God. It was definitely him. Did you text him? Because I, I have a great text. You should have texted him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I should have. <laughs> Why didn't you send that to me, Nick? I don't know. I could have told him. I'll have to go to sleep and find out if I did send that yes, to you. <laughs> Okay, that was it. <clears throat> okay. I heard there was a thing that I wasn't allowed to read. Oh, that's oh. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, I wanted to make sure that we were talking about that. Yeah, I think this might be the only reader mail we have time for this week. Okay. Yeah. This is such a Do you guys podcast. all know about this? You don't know about this. I ended no up idea. reading it because I just saw it in my email box. Okay. But, uh, so, I don't have the entire context for this because I wasn't on last week. Is there? Is it relevant at all? Do I need to know anything? All, all that matters is last week we talked about... Um, like I think Danielle said something like, "What if it turns out your audience is actually all like middle-aged moms, and <laughs> like all your sponsors moms, yeah. are just going to become like Pampers or Huggies or Nature Dipes, which <laughs> was invented on the spot by yeah, Danielle." I but uh, I made up the brand. But um, and TM, like Sean TM. and I, Sean and I were fully receptive to this, and we wanted to. We said like. If you work in the marketing department at Huggies or Pampers, please get in touch with us because we would love to be sponsored by your. Okay, brand. so this is this is now the fact that this was the lead up to this to the higher intensity level than I was already expecting. So okay, yeah. Um, so we received a reader mail. Yeah. So okay. So here's an email uh, that we received. <laughs> <laughs> it is anonymous, but verifiable. Ooh. That's important. Okay. Uh, hey, thumbs. I just finished listening to episode 164, where at the very end, you mentioned that you'd love to be sponsored by Huggies or Pampers. I work in the media department of Procter & Gamble and handle, <laughs> handle digital media buys for Pampers, yes. along with several other Procter & Gamble brands. We've never done any podcast sponsorship involving live reads in the past, so I passed the idea along to my supervisor to see if any sort of deal with thumbs or otherwise would be possible. Unfortunately, due to the insane amount of red tape associated with this, I don't think it will be happening anytime soon. Below is just a small sample from the list of concerns and questions that came back from our legal and activation teams. <laughs> Holy shit! This is amazing! Yeah. Okay. So these, this is what Idle Thumbs would need to provide satisfactory answer to some of the things. Before we, we need to strap ourselves into some pampers. Yes. 
What percentage of women 18 to 34 with children under the age of three listen to the podcast? How many of them are Hispanic, African-American? How is that audience data gathered and verified? <laughs> How many impressions can they serve within a one-month time frame? How are these impressions recorded and verified by a third party? Can the podcast offer any additional media support, such as co-branded banners, pre-roll video, etc., yes. to promote the sponsorship itself, either on its own There's website yes or on, on others, one. at no additional cost to the brand? How flexible is the live read situation? Can we provide the verbatim copy for the recording, or do they require retaining editorial control? Is the content of the podcast brand safe? Have they cursed on the podcast in the last 12 months? <laughs> Can they pay for a third-party study to verify brand awareness lift once the sponsorship is over? <laughs> that one's amazing to me. That's incredible. Yeah, that's so can good. We, can we pay for a third-party study to verify brand awareness list <clears throat> lift once the sponsorship is over? Again, this is a small sampling of the questions that came back. Oh my God. That being said, if you can provide actionable data regarding your audience and Pampers Target, I'd be happy to bring it up with my supervisors again. Keep up the great work. P.S. Fun fact. Pampers is the number one diaper brand in every major urban market in the United States except Los Angeles. Whoa. Huggies is demolishing us by a giant market, gigantic margin <laughs> in L.A. And even after $100,000 plus in market research, we have no idea as to why. <laughs> So and if you work at Huggies and are interested in advertising now, <laughs> we, we can give you our L.A. demographics information. We can actually give you everything other than that so that you can then see uh, how you rate Pampers amongst Idle Thumbs listeners. Uh, Man. And then he, he did include – I can't share any of what he included, but it it in, this is legit. So is this – it's, it's real. Is this how we then seg into talking about – the mid-roll podcast listener survey because I feel if we're going to talk about demographics collections, yes. um, Chris, you talk about it because I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can, Jake. Oh, good. Uh, so yeah, as you know, we we do have ads on the podcast. Unfortunately, not from Pampers or or uh, Huggies or Nature Dipes. Yeah, but we are looking uh, to get some information from our listeners so that the mid-roll, which is the company that does our ad repping for us. Uh, can find the best sponsors to match us up with that our readers will find interesting and useful. So if you go to uh, www.podsurvey.com slash thumbs, uh, you can take the survey. It does not take long, and you get a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Please answer honestly and do not try to sway the answers to appear as if you are a Huggies or Pampers uh, <laughs> demographic. <laughs> that will not work. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God! Oh, my God! No! No! Jay! Our office is a being ghost, destroyed. Yeah, a ghost just came in. Podsurvey.com slash thumbs. God. <laughs> a ghost just came Thanks, in everyone. and tried to kill Chris. That was the scariest. The ghost of Allard. The oh sound my God, of it Jay was. Among us. Are you among us now, Jay? <laughs> Make a sound. Any sound. The ringing of a bell. Chill a dog. <laughs> Chill a dog. That's any dog. Do a sick jump. <laughs> Grind something nearby. Yeah. Jay, on your nearest, make a sound. Someone Zoom starts playing yeah. sort of like <laughs> hip song from 2002. The social. No. Jay is here. The little Xbox, little chime, the little. No, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I guess Jay was right for that. I like the idea that someone has a zoo. Someone Zoom starts playing a no, song. <laughs> A ghost zoo. Right. The ghost zoo. The ghost of zoo. Yeah, the picture, when it falls off the frame, what it actually reveals is that hidden behind the paper backing is a zoon. It has been there the entire time. Where did that zoon come from? Yeah, he must be here. <laughs> 
You're not the and. Oh, am I not? I bet it's no. He's going to be an Omnic Brigand. Oh, well, how can he not be that? That's fine. It's his fucking return after like two months of not being on the podcast. Okay, that was very dead. And he's Nick. No, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna be the last. No, no, he's gonna. He's gonna do it. No, no, no. Let the kid talk. Let the kid talk. Let him do it. Watch. Well, <laughs> is today Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. Why? Therefore. Video game.